This week on the Club Cafe Podcast, we review Elimination Chamber. Kevin Owens beats John Cena. Ryback wins the Intercontinental Championship, and Dean Ambrose leaves with the gold with some help from Mr. BBYGRL himself, Roman Reigns. Raw has the worst follow-up in recent history. Ring of Honor launches with an already aired episode. Is TNA still on? Joseph Samosev signs an exclusive WWE deal. Points are buried. Racist Vince and Facebooks are all here. So much more looms on this episode presented by Giant Media Ball. No fleas? No scratching? Let's go! Right now. Previously on the Club Kayfabe podcast, we all thought we were going to be frozen. Fortunately for us, Arnold's gun broke down. Actually, he let it go and it it dropped. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Not only did it break down, but yes, once he let it go, it fell and broke on the floor. So it's in for repairs. Uh, I was was driving down the highway the other day and I went over a bridge and it said bridge may be icy. And I thought of Arnold. Well, he's not here today (laughs) to relish in that comment. However, so sad. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. Hey, you guys! And Chris O'Mealy. Do the truffle shuffle. Gee, even I knew what movie you guys did this week. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the talk and talkies this week. We reviewed The Goonies, which is friggin' awesome. <laughs> Earlier today. As a matter of fact, yes. Uh, guys, there was a paper. No, 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 there was not. There was a special event on the WWE Network this past Sunday, and it was called Elimination Chamber, and it was pretty damn good, and I think we should talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Do that thing. So let's talk about how Zack Ryder made an appearance on the pre-show, and his opponent was Stardust. So after that huge losing streak Stardust was on, you pretty much knew it was coming to an end tonight. Oh yeah, and he hit the um the Queen's crossbow, which is what he's calling the um crossroads now. Right, and they, they made reference to that. And damn JBL was screaming it. But I keep calling it the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> that, See, is that an arrow reference? It yes, is I'm name, not getting that's why I keep the name of the ship. with. Yeah. Name it's the name of the ship. So you're just gonna make arrow references until we get that match? <laughs> Yeah, it's either until we get that match or until you go, okay, I'll watch the freaking show already. It should yeah. be fun because uh, with the future of the pie crust, it might even be more. <laughs> All right, so we kick off the show with our second longest match of the night, and it's an Elimination Chamber match, and it's for the Tag Team Championship. And it looks like the... Uh, Good old champions, the New Day, are actually going to start in their pod, all three of them together, because Kane said they could. Yeah, there was a cool segment on the pre-show about that, where they were talking about how they couldn't fit in one pod, and it it would be too tight, and he's like, well, you could always all start out first, and they just dragged Xavier Woods away before he could talk again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This was an oddly booked match, just because of how they eliminated people. 
and the doorbell's broken, so I'm terrified as to when he's going to run in. But they made sure to get rid of the Matadors and the Lucha Dragons first and foremost. You realize that there was, like, uh, yeah. only one of the teams was white, and they're both foreigners. They took my booking, and they switched it around. So, what, the Ascension's not white? Nope. They're from hell. Duh! They're, uh, oh, yeah. they're black and red. They're Illuminummies, aren't they? <laughs> they're Illuminummies. Eyeballs on their eyeballs on their triangles. Uh, they tried to get the Ascension over by having them eliminate the Matadors and Dragons, and then they fell to the primetime players' gut check. And the primetime players got rid of Kid and Cesaro, which made you realize that they are going to be the next team in contention here. And I made a reference to this somewhere where I said, do you think that maybe they let the primetime players be the last team in there with the New Day because having three black guys wasn't enough. And somewhere I heard him laughing as soon as I said that because I combined one of his comments with a Big E joke. You know, the uh, the arena was so dark, I was waiting for Chris Jericho to come out. Vince, I really hate that you just show up in the studio without ringing the doorbell now. Like, you purposely broke that doorbell. That's right. Yeah, I did. I can say whatever I want, whenever I want. All right, so New Day are the winners. They retain their titles. And on SmackDown, the primetime players won a triple threat number one contender match against the Ascension and the Lucha Dragons so that they are now the official number one contenders who will meet the New Day at Money in the Bank. I I still don't understand the point of the Kalisto spot where he just climbed to the top. He's like, I'm going to drop down now. I don't know. I'm going to fall on everyone. When El Torito climbed all the way up and then fell and they didn't catch him properly. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of feel like he did that because he could. It reminded me of the um, playpen match, whatever it is that TNA has, where they had a cage and Homicide was climbing up to the top of it. But then I was like, well, Homicide actually climbed up and out, but Kalisto was just like... That was how you won. You actually yeah. Yeah. And then Jeff Hardy came back and had eyeballs on his eyeballs. And then Chris Candido. But I didn't understand Chris the Candido logic of Candido died like five years before that match came in. I thought it was a cage match that he got hurt in. I don't know, but this is a different cage. Oh, sorry. This was was it the Six red... Sides of Steel or whatever? No, it's the one, it's like the red, it's the freaking Thunderdome cage. It's the claw game. Beyond you know, Thunderdome. You put a quarter in. Oh, oh, yeah. One minute, two men enter. One Still minute. sad that that happened. We had just seen him on an indie show like a few weeks. By ago. By the way, that's so. like ten years ago now. Holy wow! Yeah, and, then, and then come November, it'll be ten years since Eddie. God, just keeps getting. Hey, well, the end of this month where we have an anniversary death too. Who's Eight years. June twenty sixth. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people try to... Oh, Johnny there's Nitro. A, there's a blank spot in my uh, timeline on that. <laughs> yeah. The death of Johnny Nitro and the birth of John Morrison. Silver lining, I guess. Um, <laughs> as far as the... Now Johnny Mundo. Really as far up. as the first chamber is concerned, I really liked it. I think it worked out really well. I think it was very well booked. Um, and I think that was actually a problem putting it on before the IC one, which I'll talk about in a minute, but I just thought this one was more exciting 
And I'm sure it had to do with the fact there was more people involved, but I just don't think the other one was booked that well. But we'll talk about that. Let's talk about the triple threat match for the Divas Championship. Brie Bella and Tamina were both banned from ringside, so it was just Nikki, Paige, and Naomi, and Nikki retains. And is she face? Is she heel? Uh, Are any of them? We don't know. We really don't know. On Raw. Yeah, but she pulls... Well, on Raw, she pulled her the twin magic spot, which is heel, but she cut, like, a face promo, and then Paige cut a heel promo, but then when they worked the match, she was working as the heel, and Paige was working as the face, and then the twin magic spot is clearly a heel Chris, spot. Chris, they're purely giving Divas a chance. Yeah, and they're booking them like shit. All right, let's talk about Kevin Owens versus John Cena. I all Owens wins. Um, match of the night, possible match of the year candidate. This match was good. Really, really good. Now, I do agree <clears throat> with a point that Austin made on the podcast with Paul Heyman this week that there are some over, there was some overkill in there as far as kicking out of spots, which was my only real criticism of the match was that Cena kicked out of too many big spots. And that springboard stunner is kind of useless now because it's already been established as a move that you kick out of. Right, it's like a transitional move. Right. Um, that aside, this match was everything I wanted it to be. But what I did like um, in the psychology of that match is that Kevin Owens had to pull out stuff that he hadn't even used in WWE at this point, or maybe had used like once, where he did his uh, his his own swanton, he did the, um, the moonsault, which was beautiful, by the way, and, and quick, incredibly quick. Um, right. he used the, the finisher they want him to use originally, which was the underhook. He went for the, uh, package pile driver, which now goes into a backbreaker. I like that too. Which was badass. And I, I like that, um, I, I like that he used the same finish twice to actually keep him down finally in the end. He used the pop-up powerbomb a second time and that's what kept Cena down. So I, I think it went a long way in putting Kevin Owens in a different stratosphere right away. So, to be honest, I I don't see too, I don't have too much of a problem with the uh, with the kicking out of the maneuvers and all of that and and going too far. I think this match put Kevin Owens on the map. I definitely did because he the the whole point of the promos that he cut, well the promo he cuts on SmackDown is uh, you know you guys may not have known who I was but you all know now. Yeah, he's a and merchandise he's re- machine already. He really is. He's already on his like shirts. third shirt. <laughs> yeah, Owens is uh, Owens is going to be huge, and that's a it's a great follow up to that triple threat. He's already huge. He's so fat. Oh, I, I almost forgot to mention this about the divas, but Paige cuts this awesome promo on SmackDown where she basically buries the Bellas and talks about how it's is her house, and it's it's basically just a big f you to everyone promo, well, but still maintaining babyface. And she says that this isn't the type of world. This is the type of world that you can make anything you want out of it. And like, looks to the fans as like an inspirational message. So good for her. Speaking of babyface promos, Kevin Owens cuts one after he beats John Cena. <laughs> yeah, he does. Also, John Cena one two three rolls out of the way immediately after the three. <laughs> yep, he's he was done. Well, you you all bought your tickets. You all saw me lose. He's, he's He has a little bit of time to cut a promo, so I better get out of here. Now, as we were giving Divas a chance, they were actually the shortest match on the show, even 
shorter than Stardust Rider, <clears throat> even shorter than the Ms. TV spot that we didn't actually talk about. Oh yeah, it was it was largely forgettable, which was sad. Well, but uh, I was scared that when Miz had Daniel Bryan on as the guest and they had someone in a to go into a chamber still and it was going to be a former champion, I said, oh no, it's the Miz. No, it was much worse. Uh, it was much worse than It that. was something that started with an M. <laughs> is, that, is that our next match now? No, the next one was Neville defeating Bo Dallas, which was a good match, but after, but the, I think what killed it was that it followed Cena Owens. That was tough to follow. Even for yeah, the Chamber, that, that was tough to follow. Yeah, that. so it's it's not their fault that their match felt lackluster, because it really wasn't. It's just that, it's just the way it kind of... It was just a match. It wasn't a big time feud or anything with I mean you could go back to their NXT match and say this which they did on commentary which was wonderful but still it was just a match to kind of calm the crowd down at that point which is tough to do with Neville because Neville is always doing these awe-inspiring jumps and leaps yeah um the chamber match the chamber match for the vacant intercontinental championship the uh vacant spot was filled in by Mark Henry and when he came out there was Pretty much no reaction, and in they're in, and they're in his home state, and he got even less of a reaction on Raw, and then it, I don't even think he was on SmackDown. Like he's he's just at that point where it's time to it's time to stop with the in ring competition and go train the future because he's been around for a long time. He's he's a smart guy. I've heard him in interviews. He's got a wealth of knowledge. But the the fans just don't care about him anymore, and I think this would be beneficial to him, especially considering he was the third guy eliminated, making his ent- – like, he, didn't, he wasn't even involved in the final two. So putting him in there was just a spot filler. He was the one whose pod got broken, and he just was like, okay, I'm coming out now, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. It, it was such a – it was such an oddly – And then they, like, chamber. didn't even do anything. Like, they didn't even – they're just like, oh, he's in the match. It's official. Don't even – don't even put his pod up for opening. Oh, his name His name was still on the pods that hadn't been opened. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> but, they're, but they're just like, well, it's either what, it's either this guy or that guy. Like, no, what they should have done is had him be like the second to last. And they'd be like, LOL, five more minutes. That would have been fun. That would have been something. Was, instead of, instead of <laughs> oh, he's out early. Was that Seamus thing? I couldn't tell if that was legit or not. When when they couldn't move his door, because at first like the ref was holding the door closed while trying to open it, and then I actually thought it was legit shut because Seamus like used his cross to open it. I think it. I think it was planned that way. He put his cross and they'll keep keep it locked. Yeah, because he tried to go back to lock it back up because he got in trouble at that one point. Oh right, right. Try he tried to go back, but he couldn't pull the cross out. Fast enough. It was oh. rather ingenious. The problem is, is absolutely no one in the arena saw it happen, yeah. and and very few people watching on the network saw it happen. Oh. As I just it's, tested to. But but you know what? It's okay. I just, uh, uh, Andrew Martin too. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay because Sheamus won the Intercontinental Championship, or at least that's what the finish was supposed to be, until they found out that he was going to be playing Rocksteady, and they changed the finish and gave it to Ryback instead. Which is awesome. Stupid! (laughs) 
What was really cool was the after the after promo where Brian got in the ring and congratulated him, and he seemed and, legitimately wait. humbled. And the chamber wasn't up wait. high enough yet, so they were in the shade. They were in the, the shadows. Time. Yeah. Where did that, that awesome. Where did that news come from? Because I I find it hard to believe that WWE did not know that Sheamus was auditioning for Rocksteady because there's already photos Pictures out of, of him in the role. It, yeah. Him. If they didn't know, they're just idiots. And WWE's pretty much got their fingers in everything. No, I'm, I'm sure that they but WWE do, does everything. But, I'm sure they said, he hey, you got a wrestler plans. that wants to play Rocksteady? We're thinking about CM Punk. And they go, well, you know, you probably want Sheamus. I should play Krang. Yeah. Oh, my God. Racist Krang. <laughs> racist Krang? Isn't, he like, isn't Krang already racist? He hates all humanity, doesn't he? I'm not talking to Bebop. <laughs> God. Damn. <sighs> and then, in your other really awesome match of the night, was your title match with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, which had a great holy shit finish that turned into... Oh, like, yes, baby! I'm yeah, back! Tur- that turned into a dusty finish that you were kind of like, oh, no, but then Ambrose's oh, character you, made you it the greatest thing. Coming, baby. It was funky like a monkey. And then Ambrose's character made you love it. Even uh, BB Girl was pretty good in this. Yeah, this was this was a great finish. Um, and Ambrose, of course, running off with the title. I, and I, Roman Reigns in his best I, role possible. Roman Reigns with the... Um, I actually, I had to watch this after, because I, I fell asleep during one of the matches, so I had to actually go back and watch the next morning, and Roman Reigns Probably came out. Probably Ryback winning, and you're the biggest Ryback fan in the world. <laughs> <laughs> sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. But um, when he came down the rampway and he did the Superman punch, that was probably the best Superman punch he's ever hit. It really was. When he had a, he had a nice uh, long ramp to get his speed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, he's done that to Big Show or... So we can ooh like all over the place. <laughs> Long ramps. Uh, overall, though, I'd say Elimination Chamber was freaking awesome. And the fact that they pretty much announced it with, like, a two-week build, and it was still great. Any complaints? Um... I only had one match I wasn't really into, and, then, and unfortunately, it was one of the Elimination Chamber matches. Yeah. All right. It was so good. it was good. Let's. Yeah, I all think right. Ambrose getting screwed over by the Dusty finish is better for him than winning the title. So it's going to make it their rematch at Money in the Bank that much more interesting. Oh, and they also they've been uh, they've been saying all week about how. There's going to be more Money in the Bank participants other than the six listed, and on SmackDown they reveal who the seventh and final member is. <laughs> hey, just remember, it's only those are that's just the beginning. No, it's uh, it's also the middle and half of the end. It's uh, Undertaker's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Mordecai? Yep, of course. Mordecai. Mordecai. All right, you ready for my top ten favorite things that happened in wrestling this week? Yes. Let's do number ten. Number ten. On Raw, the big show returned, and that's not (sighs) one of them. Next. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Because I was excited for a second, because I'm like, oh, Ryback's going to defend his IC title first night. And then I'm like, the Miz. And then 
Hey. Yeah, it's against the Miz. I'm like, I really don't want to see the Miz and a few at Ryback. And then, hey, you call yourself the big guy? I'm the big show. Oh, kiss of death. Just just when you thought it couldn't get worse than the Miz. Okay. Like Jack Swagger. I was like Raphael in the original Ninja Turtles. I was like, damn! I lost my side! <laughs> uh, Alright, let's do number 10. Oh, I thought that was number 10. No, God, no. I said it was not part of it. Number oh. 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, guys, if you like Roman Reigns, you got to watch him wrestle not once, not twice, but three times on Raw. Oh, and that's actually not my number 10. Oh, yeah. So, number 10 <laughs> yeah three matches no, number 10 for real this time uh on smackdown we got a Miz tv segment with lana number 10 <laughs> no for real it's lana and it was basically nothing but character development as to yes i care about rusev but he hurt me and all this other stuff and then rusev actually comes out you hurt his me big rusev brunch. With his awesome Bulgarian Titantron in Bulgarian colors and a big Bulgarian flag on his jacket. So we can erase the entire opening storyline that we had with him. And he <laughs> he pretty much... Away. He was yeah, rushing he, three weeks ago. <laughs> and he's he's begging Lana and... Lana. He's begging Lana and then she says, nope. And he's all like, grr, roar. And then Dolph Ziggler is like... Hey, that's my girl now, and walks off with her. Um, so, give Divas a chance. Well, they listened, and they're making Lana one of the top stars of the show. The, the one that doesn't wrestle. Of course. Remember like, when AJ was like the most important person on Raw, and she wasn't wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> Alright then. Shall we move on to number nine? Number nine? Number nine. The gentlemen grapplers have returned on NXT. The vaude villains are back, and that's awesome. However, I'm was <laughs> intrigued by the team that they faced, which was Jason Jordan, who broke up with his tag team partner so he could go it alone, only to look for a new tag team partner, and he picks Marcus Louis. <laughs> yeah. The first time we've seen him since he went bald, and wasn't he like they got hurt immediately after? Yeah, and wasn't he like stalking Tyler Breeze? Yeah, what happened Tyler to that? Breeze was because Tyler Breeze was mocking him, but then he got hurt, so he's been gone for like seven months. So he everyone's just like, how "LOL." Ugly he was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though he looks the same now as he did that day, he looks like sloth. <laughs> Is that the gimmick? I don't know what the gimmick is. I don't even know what he is. It looks like Sloth and mentally disabled Kane. That is Sloth. Uh, Then he must be related to Ambrose. (laughs) He must do rebound clotheslines 836 times a match. Of course. Uh. Hello, didn't he only do one at the pay-per-view? I mean, uh, live special? I think he did two. He did one, one in the ring, and then he did that one where he, like, he does it on the outside where he like runs halfway in a ring and comes back out. I saw him hit the middle rope like 20 times during that match, and I kept on expecting it, and he kept on not doing it. I was like, do the move! No! Anyway. Yeah. Well, Marcus Louis, 
Yeah, yeah we saw whatever. Jason Jordan like a week or two ago. He's looking for a new tag partner. Ty Dillinger is just there saying, I'm just doing jobs, bro. <laughs> we can get back together. What is awesome pseudo Halloween theme? Ty, and Ty Dillinger is not black. <laughs> Sean Spears? Nah. Let's try Gavin Spears. Nah. How about Ty Dillinger? Uh, that one's falling off. I don't really know if I feel too confident in this dude's career anymore, but I like him as a worker. And he's not black. Wow. Okay. Tay Diggs. All right. Um, hey, we're just talking about Tyler Breeze. Speaking of, number eight. Number eight. Tyler Breeze faced Adam Rose on NXT this week, and they had an awesome match. The best part about it was the fact that Rose came out just not giving a damn, and they really played it up in storyline about how, you know what, he still he lives the party life, but some people just can't handle it, and they're trying to insinuate that maybe it's him, but then they turn it around and they say maybe it's Rich Brennan and Byron Saxton and just start ripping on Byron Saxton about how he never got invited on the Exotic Express. But then Corey Graves was like, I'm happy I never got invited on the Exotic Express because of how weird those people are. So it's like he just made fun of Byron for never getting invited, and then he talked about how happy he was to never get invited. Cool. Makes sense, bro. Well, if he wanted to, right? Just because you don't want to doesn't mean you can't make fun of somebody who wanted to but didn't. Yeah. But uh, they had a great match. They had a great match, and Rose's new serial side is what's... uh, gonna fuel his character for the future you know except for all the we want kruger chance yeah that's the first time i've actually heard that but maybe that's because people are feeling like i think it's probably because triple h talked about it on that freaking e60 thing and not a single person said leo kruger oh man he called us out we better it's like everyone's like uh-oh so then all the fans were like as soon as we see adam rose again we're gonna chant leo kruger at him <laughs> All right, let's do number seven. Number seven. We're going to talk about the trio's titles on the line in Lucha Underground as Son of Havoc, Angelico, and Broken Ivalice were challenged by a pretty formidable team, Delvar Davari, and aligned with Big Rick. And he was going to have Demac team with them, but then Cage beat the crap out of him in the locker room and was like, no, it's going to be me. And that's like, LOL, you guys didn't win anyway. It's gonna, gonna, gonna. So Evie is definitely the most over out of all of them. I know, she spent the whole match sitting down because she got a broken leg and she hates everybody. <laughs> and all, all they did was chant, we want Evie. But great trios match. All their trios matches have been really good. Um, this is a pretty dark episode of Lucha, mostly because of how, mostly because of the Chavo Guerrero Black Lotus angle where... He's already turned on her. <laughs> yeah, and they're talking about how they're all talking about death and killing, and you know, I know you want to kill his brother, and then she they tie her up with the crew, and just like, no, now my brother will never be lonely again. They're gonna t- put her in the cage with him. It's pretty dark stuff this week. Um, but let's talk about something that wasn't so dark. Number six. Number six. Uh. So Dario Cueto has these temple pendants. He has, like, seven of them. And all I thought of was Legend of Zelda when I heard that. It, it represents each of the main Aztec tribes. Yeah. And he had one up for grabs, and Jack Evans won it. Yeah, he beat, uh, what's-his-face? Arhenis, who Arhenis. is 
who is the brother of Mr. Z's, who used to be Sin Cara. It was a really, really good match. And apparently his surprise. other brother is, is a midget, because he's, he's a mini psycho clown or whatever. He's like one of the psycho circus guys, the midget okay. one. <laughs> I was like, wow, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, more interesting stuff. I like the pendant aspect. I don't remember the first one that they had. I probably wasn't watching yet. It's like it, a sev- uh, it was a sev- it was a seven way, and I forgot who they said won it. Yeah, wasn't it like Aerostar won it or something, or I don't know. But uh, really, really good stuff. Um, we're getting to the top five now. These are five really good things that happened in wrestling this week. Kind of tough to order, but we're gonna go for it anyway. Number five. Five golden gimmicks. So at the beginning of SmackDown. Seth Rollins cuts this really kind of dark promo where he just pulls up a chair and just sits in the middle of the ring and talks about how one year ago, a chair, just like this very chair, dismembered the shield and how he destroyed everything and he didn't care about anything and nothing truly mattered to him. He doesn't need anybody, but now he's just, he's completely livid over everything Ambrose is doing to him and Ambrose shows up on the Titan Tron just chilling under a ladder because their rematch is a ladder match, and he's like, look, Rollins, here's the deal. Really? They're going to throw a, a regular singles ladder match on the same show as a fucking seven-man ladder match? Yeah. And Don't it might have been a bad idea. Bad Actually, idea. One of them is going to overshadow the other one tremendously, just like the Elimination Chamber. One was really good, other, not so good. Yeah, but remember, they didn't fall off the top of the cell, so who cares? Oh my god. No, but people I'm, did fall off the top of the chamber, and that was am, the better one. I'm so happy that that idiot's no longer part of our group. Seriously. So, um. R.I.P. in peace. But Ambrose made a good point. He said he's the rightful champion. He's the one who got screwed, so he's going to hold on to this belt because he's walking into it, Money in the Bank with it, and he's walking out of Money in the Bank with it. I mean, just like the dirty player, he's always getting screwed. And he said, or. I'll die trying. Just it's like yeah, that's die that's, on pay per view. Yeah, it's you got to pay to watch it on um, WWE Network. Except for you don't, because apparently June is also free. <laughs> <laughs> my ninety nine. Dan Peck is going to use my ninety nine to to watch Dean Ambrose die, even though everyone else apparently almost everyone else can also get it for free. So. Yeah, since since um April, right? And then February was free, too. Yeah, for like the last five months, three three to four of them have been free. Look at how many subscribers we have. <laughs> They're all free subscribers. <laughs> oh, we didn't mention, I like how we talked about how uh, we figured this live special was going to be like a litmus test to see if they can just get rid of pay-per-view altogether. And I would say it probably went pretty well because they got number one on Twitter uh, without pay-per-view. Yeah. Good for them. And stuff, so pay-per-view might be dead. At least pay-per-view the way we know it. Alright, let's do number four. Number four. Main event of NXT was Finn Balor versus Rhino, and it was a really friggin' good match. Any extra thoughts about this? Oh, I loved on the stage at the end the uh, Balor, 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 Gore, Gore, Gore. That was crazy, because he was just taunting on the ramp, and Rhino came out of nowhere and just gored the life out of him. Gore out of nowhere! 
but I, I love Rhino's character since he came back to NXT. And let's not for, lest we forget, he's the first guy to get a uh, good match out of uh, Motorcycle McGillicuddy. Oh, wait, that guy's on the main roster. Never mind. Uh, Baron Corbin, that's his name. Motorcycle McGillicuddy? Motorcycle McGee, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't, which which main roster member are you referring to? Oh, um, the artist formerly known as Michael McGillicuddy. Oh. I mean, Axel Mania. Yeah. The artist formerly known as Curtis Axel. He's actually been doing so good with that gimmick, I've completely forgotten about the McGillicuddy days. I also like their uh, their Sonic their Sonic Shake promos. Too bad Big Show dis- destroyed his own character and his. What did he like turn face in a promo? He's like, yeah, I love Sonics. And he's like, oh, he made it. He made a joke. He's like, I want all twenty five of them. What? I'm a method actor. I'm like, oh yeah, you're a good heel. Uh, didn't you just talk about how you want to decimate Ryback? No, it was funny because the only other people doing it were. Macho Man down Axel Mania, but they they wanted them to do the Mega Powers handshake, but they were so into their Sonics, their Sonics that they couldn't pull it off because they kept they kept like just breathing heavily and doing weird poses, and it was hilarious. And then New Day argued over what the best flavor was and turned it into a clapping game, and theirs was funny too. And the Big Show's just like, oh, "You guys thought this was funny? Check this out." Did uh, New New Day agree on grape or watermelon? God damn, Vince, get out. It's a milkshake. What kind of milkshake? <laughs> Cornbread <Right>. milkshake. <laughs> New fried chicken milkshake. Ew. Welfare oh, check milkshake. Are... Oh, God. No. No. Uh, number three. <laughs> all right. This is kind of, this is almost a two-parter because it all ties into each other. Number 3.5. Cena and Owens had an awesome follow-up promo on Raw which was everything from Cena basically saying why he is the man that he is, and it was all true, and it was all accurate, and he brought up the kid who's got the I'm beating cancer sign, and then Owens came out, and he pretty much called him on how if your kid was actually the fan that you say he is, he'd have an Adam Rose shirt, and he'd have all this stuff, and everything he said was true, and it worked, and Owens still shot him down with more truth and it was a great promo well it was which, basically you know going to john cena would go to i do it for that guy out there he would do the fake you know baby face shill stuff and then kevin owens would be like come on bro for reals yeah and uh owens caught, cut a similar promo on smackdown which basically said that he's the real role model and mocked all of cena's catchphrases including everything he did for the open challenge looking at his wrist and then going well, I'm not wearing a watch, so I guess that doesn't matter. And he did an NXT Championship Open Challenge. Now, how many of you hosting this podcast think that Kevin Owens would lose his NXT Championship title on SmackDown? Raise his hand. Okay. Sarcastically, sarcastically so. Well, what if I told you that the guy who answered the open challenge... Pete Slater, baby! Woo, woo, woo! You know it. 
Oh, do you wow. still Raises think that that's what happened? Unsarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're wrong because even though Zack Ryder did get in an impressive amount of offense against Kevin Owens, he was squashed relatively quickly, and Kevin Owens is still your NXT champion. And no one is shocked. You know, I I hope that whole thing with Zack Ryder keeps going where he keeps having uh, competitive matches and something comes out of it eventually. Maybe he finally wins one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'll get another championship run. Maybe he'll be the IC champion. Zack Ryder wins wins a match. I feel like that's the weird thing about... um, Come on, Zack, you still have about three-hour Raws, is they give these guys these long competitive matches that could easily make stars out of people, but then they just kind of don't bother making stars with them. Yeah. Well, the problem with three-hour Raws is that they're three hours. Yeah. There's no need for Raw to be three hours anymore. The problem is, uh, you know, even even the hour and a half that I watch is too long. Well, here's the thing. With this, with this new thing where we're going to keep doing a lot more of these network specials, they need to put Raw back to two hours because they're going to go into serious overkill with this. The specials, specials thing, need to be two hours, too. Yeah, the specials thing are great. It's a great idea, but it would work better if Raw was two hours. They won't work better, though. It's so much ad revenue for them. I, I don't think they would do that. I know, but they could actually increase their ratings by doing that. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, uh, I don't book it. But Ford will advertise with us. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two. In your main event on Lucha Underground, Sexy Star took on Pentagon Jr. in a submission match, which was awesome because Pentagon Jr. really doesn't do submissions. He just breaks your arm. And he and Sexy Star had an incredibly competitive back-and-forth match, proving that Lucha knows how to book women way better than anybody else does because they book their girls to fight with the guys and be equal to them to the point where you don't even realize it's a guy facing a girl. But Sexy Star did not pull off this win, even though she beat Pentagon Jr. last time, because she did it with a quick roll-up. This time, he basically locked her in a surfboard that he turned into a choke, and that was the end of that. You didn't mention the biggest thing about that. No, no, because it's not in my top ten where... The worst thing that's happened on Lucha Underground happened right after this match concluded. After this, no, awesome about why, how he won the match, why he won the match, because Superfly showed up. Oh, because Superfly showed up and interfered. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not what I was thinking of. He was who, because uh, he was the impromptu match where Quato made it a uh, mask versus mask match, and she beat him. And she yeah. came out, and everyone's like, oh, he's going to help her. But no, he's mad because he lost a mask. So he attacked her. He hit her with a... Uh, that's not why I got power upset. Bomb. Power bomb. No, I'm saying this, this This was very important and left it out. Oh, and that's know, why that. Pentagon won, because Superfly ran in. Yeah. Well, now let's talk about the reason why I'm upset about this. Because the worst thing that's happened in Lucha happened. Now you know why I said that watching. message earlier. I know. Ugh. Because of all the people in the temple that could have ran in to save Sexy Star, it had to be friggin' color commentator Vampiro. And not just that, we weren't good enough to end there. Then we had to end the show with a segment where he's banging his head on the mirror where there's reflections of him in his old Vampiro makeup. 
and Dan messages me Ooh. and goes, goes, here's a list of all people who want to see Vampiro return as an active wrestler. Dan, who is on that list? Vampiro. The original Juggalotus, and you know this, Vampiro. Vampiro! Vampiro! Yeah, I am not looking forward to a Vampiro return to the so ring. So it was kind of like, was it like the Ultimate Warrior mirror thing with Hogan seeing Warrior and nobody else seeing him? Or no, because this is Lucha Underground and it's actually filmed very well. This was act. This actually had really cool special effects and except for it was although, Vampiro. Although no matter how many times Vamp slammed his head into the mirror, he didn't bleed. Uh, and you're you're allowed to bleed in Lucha, Pat. Just oh wow, yeah, you're allowed to do a lot of stuff in Lucha. But uh, yeah, fortunately though, nothing could hinder my number one favorite thing in wrestling this week. Number one, Vampire and you guys, leads. yeah, and you guys should all know what this is: the Stone Cold Podcast with Paul Heyman. Oh, I didn't finish that yet, actually. Oh, uh, you, you, you pulled the Stone Cold Podcast with Paul. Oh, yeah, with Paul. Who the heck, who's Paul? Paul E. Dangerously. I also like, I, I love how he like kind of pissed off Austin at the end by asking him about facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And like, he, he planted the seeds, but at the same time he got all pissed off at him. But it was a, it was a friggin' great interview. I love how they talked about Punk without batting an eye and didn't make it into a big thing. Cause it's Austin. He just, he says what he wants. Paul said what he wants. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. If you only watched the first half, half like Pat, don't be a Dens, because that's what Dens did. He watched, like, the first half, and I'm like, so why don't you finish it? And he's like, because I'm at rehearsals, LOL. And then he's like, He only saw half of it. He only knew it was with Paul. He didn't know it was with Paul Heyman. (laughs) And then he's like, LOL, It was done. really good, because like, I think it was Tuesday, I watched a ton of stuff on WWE Network with Chris's My99. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I watched a bunch of stuff. There's The Renee Young show is fantastic. The um, Did you watch Graves show is awesome. Yeah. With WWE the one where he went to Star Wars Celebration looking for Jar Jar Binks fan, and he found one, and it was a freaking guy wearing a Miz shirt. He's like, I like Jar Jar Binks. As he's in there wearing the Haters Wanted shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. There would be a Jar Jar Binks fan who's also a Miz fan. How freaking appropriate is that? And he was Jar- fat! <laughs> oh, Jar Jar Miz. Wow. Oh, God. That Even might be I the- get how much sense that makes. Jar Jar Miz might be the worst. The Miz? Thing. The Binks? The Binks? The Misa? <laughs> <laughs> Those are all great shows, so just check them out. And they're like Misa, the awesome culture shock and the unfiltered shows are like five ten minutes, so they're good. Especially when the first on un- the first uh, Renee Young show, she talks to Seth Rollins, and it's all like IRL stuff. It's good. Did you see the one where she talks to Wiz Khalifa, and that one was not nope. good? Nope. I watched three <laughs> of them, and there were four total. They so. should have never let Renee spit with Wiz Khalifa. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, first one, she talked to Seth Rollins. Second one, it was her talking to uh, what, Reese Witherspoon and uh, Sofia Vergara for their movie. And then the most recent one was she talked to Wade Barrett. It's good. They're good shows, guys. And now we're going to talk about some assholes. Yeah. 
So I did not watch Ring of Honor this week. Oh yeah. But uh but Dan did. <laughs> so the pro <clears throat> sorry right off. The problem with the Ring of Honor show is that they were like, Oh yeah, you guys you guys can be on our network, you know, next week and they're like, uh next week? <laughs> like like right away? <laughs> so all they had was their Sinclair show from the week before. So they reshowed that. Yeah, so I didn't end up watching it because by the time I got home today, in order to prep for the show and record talk and talkies, I had to sacrifice something. So I'm like, Dan, level with me. Do I watch this or not? And he's like, do not watch this. And I was like, okay. So I watched Lucha and SmackDown instead. There were like three or four matches. They're all pretty good matches. But like, oh yeah, I, I have no doubt that they're good matches. But it's uh, disappointing I, mean, I think they're that... going to actually build stuff with this new show, right? This one, it it built a little bit because they have a pay per view coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, the best in the world. It's going to be main event's going to be Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal title versus title. Is the TV going to be caught up with the pay per view events now? Is that what their hope is? I'm thinking so. This this episode, this was I think last week's episode of the of their uh, Sinclair show. So, I mean, they're building to a show that's in on the 12th, I think. It's a Friday. Yeah, so it's like next Friday. So it's pretty close. I think it was just last week's episode. So it's way better than HDNet days where they were like four months behind at one point, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, um, I hope there's more for the future because I feel like it was – just the fact that it's not a, it wasn't a new show disappointed me. Uh, but there's some some cool things happened. Like uh, Kazarian and Daniels showed up at one point. Talk about how they're gonna fight. Uh, they're gonna defend the tag titles only one time to these guys. So they I mean, they came out. They did their normal stuff, and you know you you can worship them now. You know all their old stuff that's been awesome this whole time. Uh, I mean, the champ wrestled. Uh, Jay Briscoe and his brother were supposed to wrestle Jay Lethal and whoever else is in the House of Truth, but Jay Lethal wiggled out of it. Truth Martini? Yeah, well, Truth, Truth Martini's the leader of the House of Truth. He, he he figured it out for Jay Lethal, so he got like a second member to go in for him. Uh, another thing is Moose was trying to get revenge on B.J. Whitmer, but B.J. Whitmer wiggled out of that and had a Moose fight. Colby Carino, Steve Carino's 18-year-old son. And Moose just destroyed him while Carino is on commentary. So that was interesting. But like I said, like there I mean there was some build cuz they had Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal in there, but uh like I said it's it's like a week old show. I think it's just you're like, "Hey, yeah, you could be on our our channel starting next week." And they're like, "Uh Okay. Yeah, we weren't ready for this. <laughs> so, well, at least at least I know that there's a good show because I still I'm still gonna watch it. I, I'm pretty sure after this pay per view, which is next Friday, they'll, they'll probably be on top of things a lot better. That's good uh, for the future shows. Because cool this isn't airing at two in the morning on some local network. <laughs> it's on at eight o'clock <laughs> on on Wednesdays. And yeah, so good deal. All right, so now you want to talk about assholes? 
Assholes. God, oh. Shin is getting so excited listening to this show. I know, really. We're All talking right. about talking about assholes. So, of course, right after the awesome John Cena-Kevin Owens match that everybody was raving about, I had to figure out, I had to figure that there was going to be somebody who was going to be vocal about this. Hey. And, oh, and he did not disappoint. Horrible booking by WWE. John Cena's drawing power is irrevocably damaged to put over a rookie who may or may not go anywhere. You always have the rookie put up a great fight against the established talent, but you don't have them win. Bad, bad booking. Okay. So, first of all, how you get someone over in a different way is by doing something that you haven't done often or haven't really done before. Yeah. And by having that happen to John Cena, John Cena is just fine. As you saw the next night on Raw, he came out. Kids are still buying his T-shirt, still wearing his uh, wristbands and hats. Nope, and, nope, nope. His drawing power was irrevocably damaged. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. They they said, you know what? We didn't sell a single John Cena T-shirt tonight. We didn't sell any merchandise for Cena. He is completely damaged. We're going to try to release a new pink shirt, a new aqua shirt, and uh, and a new fuchsia shirt, and none of them will sell. That's yeah, terrible. It's terrible. It, Completely ruined. John Cena has no fan base now. Yeah. Instead of actually building, you know, a contingency behind John Cena that, wow, this guy can actually lose, instead of, definition underdog, John Cena never loses. Look up in dictionary. Here's the other problem when he says, when he says that apparently the way the book is, you always have the rookie put up a great fight, but you don't have them win. That's not true. Two of his favorite people in the world, Big Show and Christian, both won championships in their debut matches. Carlito. I thought he didn't like Carlito. No, he liked Carlito. Yeah, so the, there you go. It's So basically what it comes down to is it's not a guy you like, therefore it's not okay. But it would be okay if it was somebody else he liked. Is that Cat Russell in a shirt? Ah, uh, Cat Russell's in a shirt. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not done here. After he accused WWE of bad booking, he also went on to say that the Intercontinental Championship has a black mark on it. No, no it doesn't. He sure got eliminated. Pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> and then he ended his quote-unquote review by saying, Ryback is Intercontinental Champion, Kevin Owens beat John Cena, and Dean Ambrose is WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Wow, what a Nine- pay-per-view. Didn't even wait till the show ended. Hold on, hold on. Nine years ago, I guarantee WWE would never produce a worse pay-per-view event than December to Dismember. I have been proven very, very wrong. And then he responds to his own comment and says, just heard about the Dusty Finished. I missed that because I turned off the event in disgust. Still a god-awful event. God, he doesn't believe in. Okay. Yeah, thanks for your opinion. What a god-awful event. Yeah. Thanks for your opinion. You're wrong. And my favorite thing was somebody responded to his John Cena drawing power comment. I just said wrong on so many levels. And I clicked like, and he never responded. Never responded. Uh, The best part is... That he's blocked from me. Yeah. The best part is that Laura Esposito shared this status and just said, you cannot make anyone happy and tagged Renee in it. But that's because that's the only way Renee could see it because she blocked him too. 
I mean, it's just a block party. That's wow. exactly what this is. It's a block party. This is the first time that name has officially been mentioned on this show. Oh, jeez. And it, it wasn't me! It wasn't me! <laughs> but you still had to bring it up. Yep. Oh, uh, Dan, was Vita Scott on the show? Yes, because she's Moose's manager. Okay, good. So th- there's definitely a reason to watch. She slapped Colby at one point. <laughs> Well, guys, you've heard about one asshole on the internet. Now hear about more. Take it away, Dan. A whole bunch of assholes. What? Yeah. Everywhere. It's assholes everywhere. Uh, hey, did you guys know the Jerry Lawler Blu-ray DVD thingy? It's 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 out. Oh, it's, no. So we're not going to talk about the Daniel Bryan one. We're going to talk about... Daniel Bryan one is, is out. It's called Just Say Yes, which is rape culture. So we will not talk about it. Uh, so true, though. Uh, I, I, Wait, you know, I, you know, so I the Jerry actually, Waller DVD is not rape culture somehow. I should have looked for the for if they posted about The Rock being in in the uh, the remake. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, anyway, Big Trouble Little China remake, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, good good luck in that show not being called racist as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but no, we're talking about Jerry Lawler's DVD and Blu-rays thing. It's good to be the king, because that's not his catchphrase at all. <laughs> you know, it's probably trademark. It's a talkin' talkies catchphrase. <laughs> this is. So here are our things that they said. Ready? Ha-ha! <laughs> when can we get a Shane McMahon DVD? Never. <laughs> you pay $9.99 a month. Bring back JR and Jerry Lawler on comments, please. Oh my god, speaking of which, on the pay-per-view, freaking Lawler called uh, JBL JR at one point. Oh, that was awesome. That was so freaking funny. <laughs> He's like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> oh. He wants to to bring back him on co- on comments, please. Comments, comments. Not please. even not even comments because they only used one M. <laughs> Susan G. Comments. Susan G. Comments, please. Leon DVD of Jerry Lawler. I met him Perry from me all night. Wait, can you repeat that one? Leon, DVD of Jerry Lawler. I met him, Perry, from me all night. What? Hmm. And Perry every day. I have a Perry. As a cat. Yes. Cat, cat. I have a Perry every day. Those who believe in Roman Reigns... Cops should beat them hard in public place. <laughs> wow! That might be one of the funniest comments I've ever heard. Okay. Wow! Uh, points. That's the segment, right? <laughs> That's the next segment. Oh my god, that, oh was, my god. that was so good. Can I give that points anyway? Of course you can. Okay, good. Change approved. <laughs> wow! I should go look up and see that, who that person is so you can put them in the <laughs> rankings. <laughs> That was a Again, They might win oh. points or buried this week. 
those who believe in Roman Reigns, cops should beat them hard in public place. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, wow. And our last comment is, this is better than King Beret. <laughs> because they spelled Barrett very incorrectly. <laughs> King Beret. I'd like to wear you on me head. Okay. <sighs> Can't believe we're aware of one contender for points are buried this week. Well, you may have more. Because it's time to play points or... Buried. Or... Folded. Or... Oh, he's not here no, this my week. gun's broken. <laughs> oh, you are here oh, I thought week. you were gone. I thought you were there watching. I know, I, I came into it to... For the game, but the the gun doesn't work. Who's working on it? Is Captain Cold working on it? No, hell, son, I'm working on it, but I'm too busy folding right now. Uh, I'm, <laughs> okay, so now stone fold. Uh, my question is, uh, I believe inside the freeze gun there's uh, two lines in it, right? Uh huh. Is is one of is is one of them busted or something? Or? Oh, hell yeah, that's the bottom line, because Stonefold said so. So the bottom line's broken again? You know, the last time, last time something that had the bottom line broken, you never fixed it. What? Anyway, Christopher, what was our game this week? You guys can't see facepalming on an audio podcast, but you totally just got one. All right, guys. Uh, this week, Siobhan Ferguson gave us the game topic. He watch, asked us... Watch as he gets no points. The game topic. <laughs> yes. yes. He wants to know that when Alex Riley wants you to say it to his face, what are you saying to Alex Riley's face? Wow. <laughs> that, <laughs> that fans of Roman Reigns should get beaten by the cops. In a public place. <laughs> Good lord. What, like the back of a Volkswagen? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not a public place. Oh, wait, that's somewhere very uncomfortable. (laughs) All right. So, here's what the members of Club Kayfabe are going to say to Alex Riley's face. Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Is this what the cops say before they beat him and realize he's a fan of Roman Reigns in a public place? Oh, God, some points or buried or folded or... <laughs> or beaten <laughs> in a public place by police officers. <laughs> or frozen or beaten in a public place by cops. I'm going to say no points. So... It looks like it's getting beaten in a corner by cops. In a public corner, though. It's cop-blocked. Is that Monty's submission? Because that won't get cop-blocked. No, that was Bo Brown. (laughs) Sorry, Bo Brown. Alright. Here's our next person. Hey, Alex. You know, you could have seen your career dying sooner if you had eyeballs painted on your eyeballs. God. You know, I wish I could say that joke gets old. 
but it doesn't. <laughs> I think it's because he actually did it many times. I think it's because Chris did a good Jeff Hardy there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you gave this person points. <laughs> Jeff Hardy points? Points on their pointy points. <laughs> God. First I was like, what the fuck is he doing this voice for? <laughs> Aluma pointsies. Oh, uh, there's no more Aluma pointsies. <laughs> All right. Glenn- Aluma pointsies are regular pointsies. All right. Glenn Cookin points. Next. This next person says, Antonio's his more attractive and skilled sibling. That's what he says to his face? Yep. What? I don't get it. Are you sure, the freeze, the, freeze gun, you sure the freeze gun isn't working? Yes. <laughs> All right. Folded. <laughs> Mr. Jason Foldwell. He was unable to well. On the week Big Show comes back. I know. Well. That, that well right. works. Hey. All right, here's your next entry. Sorry about your damn lack of talent. <laughs> your damn lack of talent. Wow. That was really digging for an old reference. I, I have to give that points. Thank you, Taiki. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> you guys don't sound nothing like me. We fold in the opposite direction in Australia. Yeah. Do you? That's awesome. Thanks, Matthew Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I right. saw some of some of the do strippers swing <laughs> strippers spin on stripper poles in the other direction in Australia. <laughs> all right next entry i told riley that his biggest fan is a fat greasy uneducated virgin who spends every penny he has on girls who will never give him the time of day and who has zero logic and basis on all of his opinions this this turned away from alex riley very quickly Wow, you certainly have a lot to say about Alex Riley's number one fan. <laughs> but that that said, it gets you points. Yes, Joe Kalaya the third gets points. The funny thing about that is now he claims to hate Alex Riley. I never liked Alex Riley. Never. No, no, no. Pat and I never liked Alex Riley. You, you did. Uh, no, a I lot. didn't. Yeah, didn't he say he was, like, the next breakout star? He was the future. Yeah, like, the second after Pat and I said, this guy sucks, boo, fuck that guy. He was like, he should win NXT. He's the only one who has any talent. Okay. Yeah, that's what that Alright, here's your next entry. I told Riley that jet fuel can't melt steel beams. But a streaming fresh load of Roman Reigns Uaken. Oh my god. Oh my god. See he comes lava? <laughs> well he is from the islands. Are we blaming him for the towers? Uh oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> Was that Jesse Ventura? 
No, it was no, not. I'm sitting firmly on the hatch. The hatch hasn't even like moved or anything in a while. Imagine Ooh. if he learned that the wow that the Ula took have... down the towers. It's because he doesn't have to come on this show anymore. He was just on talk as Jericho, and he got to talk about conspiracies. Yeah. So, what do you say about the towers? Ooh, points. Ooh, <laughs> cringe points and points. It wasn't oh. even about the towers, but you made it about the towers. Yeah. One fifty to Siobhan Ferguson, who came up with the game. Good job, Chef. Yeah. All right. I told Ari that I want fries with my order. I love these people are saying to Ari's face that I told Ari. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also telling Ari through a drive-through microphone that you want something to his face. That, it's not no, to his face. That's not true. He could be working the cash register inside. Aw. Poor guy. Oh, I don't find right. it that funny, though, so no points. Okay, Because so you're going to tell it to the automated machine because Alex Riley wouldn't work for minimum wage. All right. <laughs> All right, so Jeff Trelowitz, you get... I'm, I'm not sure. Frozen... It doesn't work. It still doesn't work. <laughs> you, need to, you need to talk to Captain Cold. Ugh. You need to get the... The town there. I'm just going to that throw an see. icy over the entry. There we go. That's just... Disgusting. You better clean that up. Oh, That's how you get ants. You want ants? That's how, That's you, how you get ants. You get ants. <laughs> I understood that reference. There's blue raspberry all over Jeff's entry. Blue ras. <laughs> Ooh, ah. Blue ah. <laughs> oh, gross. All right. Next entry. Whose father was more emotionally unavailable, yours or the Mrs.? Oh, that's pretty funny. Points. <laughs> emotionally unavailable points? Emotionally unavailable points, yes. Oh. LSG Homeless, your points leader, with wow. another... Yeah, good luck, everybody else. Didn't relate it to Jerry Lawler in some way. Wow. He said he was he was happy with it. No, he said he wasn't fairly very confident with his entry, but he's like, I went outside my comfort zone for this one because it wasn't a Jerry Lawler joke. Yeah, we already had our Lawler stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, this isn't it yet. Next one. All right. <clears throat> this next entry says, you're who? And as he begins to speak, it doesn't matter who you hell you are. Oh. Hell, son, I'm just going to gently fold that one and put it away. <laughs> so instead of the rocket was the Joe Mad Dog Needle. Oh. Well, it's folded oh. now. All right. This is your biggie countdown. Five entries left. All right. I asked him, what's the secret to making good breadsticks? Wait, am I supposed to get that? Because he's... It's, it's a reference to wrestlers going to work at Olive Garden. Oh, no points. <laughs> I was figuring you would have, of all people, would have gotten that. I would have if it were a just incredible game, I guess. Uh, no points to Joseph Myers. All right, here's your next one. <laughs> this one, I'm going to read this one kind of prim and proper because I feel like that's the way it needs to be read. Alex. Being also a closeted homosexual like myself, 
What was it like to get your shit pushed in by Kevin Owens a while back? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe this guy's a closet homosexual. <laughs> this guy's a closeted homosexual. <laughs> and that cat's gonna wrestle on pay per view in a shirt. <laughs> I'm going to give that cringe points. Oh. Cringies to Mad Awesome. Oh, I just gave him points in a shirt. <laughs> Things you can do in a shirt. Just about anything. Just about everything. Okay. Here's what our next person says to Alex Riley's face. Alex Riley's face, why can't you be more like Finn Balor's earlobe? Is he missing an earlobe? No, it's just supposed to be random and wacky. Oh. Oh. I don't find it funny. Oh, well. No points. Buried. That's, that's, two, that's two weeks in a row I liked Dan Dahl's joke, and that didn't. But I guess it doesn't matter when I don't give the points. It doesn't matter what... <laughs> Stop liking the things I say, Chris. <laughs> All right, here's your next entry. I would say it to your face, but the smell of wet dog and failure is deadly. Wet dog and failure, what is that from? <laughs> should we should we Google this? Maybe. Maybe if we have someone with a Google machine. Dog and failure. Nothing comes up. Wow, maybe that's something I said about Antonio then, at one point or another. Best you know what? free dog you know, foods? From you dog know what? Or I'm glad you brought that up. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. Wet dog and failure. Okay, so I have to give it points just based off of using something I'm pretty sure that one of us had used. Alright, points. Taylor Chadwick, I apologize for not picking up on that right away, but... You still get your points. We had to brainstorm it a little bit. I, I'm pretty sure you've used those exact words now that I think about it. Wet dog and failure. In and that the order. Top, the top picture comes up is an alarm clock going off at 5 a.m. Because that's totally what I think of when I think of wet dog and failure. Thanks, Google. And your final entry. Is it true you miss fisting on Fridays with Maggle? Uh, Jason Shin gets points. Is that uh, Jason Shin? Okay, points to Matt Hardman. <laughs> Jason Shin did not enter. Wow, I'm surprised. All right, so who's your winner? <laughs> I'm still popping for wet dog and failure. Is that the one you want to make the winner? Um, hmm. There was another one. Mm. No, let's right. go with that one. Unless Dan has another choice. All I know is that there's 34 pictures underneath this before you get to a hot chick. Under a wet dog and failure. All right. Taylor Chadwick, you are the winner this week. Congratulations. Uh, that was fun. Guys, if you have an idea for a points or buried topic... I want to hear it. Submit them to me, and if I like your idea, we'll use it. 
Now, if you think of an idea that's been used before, but it was used a really long time ago, like maybe over a year ago now, and you think we should bring it back, we're okay with that, because we might get a whole new batch of entries. But remember, if it sounds like something we've heard before, it may not get you points, so keep that in mind if you want us to rehash another topic. But until then, that was your week of wrestling. Uh, get well soon, Tyson Kidd, who supposedly suffered a neck injury while taking on Samoa Joe in a dark match. Hopefully that won't hinder his career too much. Should have left some lights on so they could see. <laughs> like he would have cared. Uh, all I missed was a dark match. Bunch of nobodies. Well, that wasn't the case when uh, Drew McIntyre was in the dark matches, and he's like, we're not in the arena yet, we're missing a Drew McIntyre match. <laughs> Good lord. Um, and speedy recovery to Sami Zayn, who is not scheduled to return to action until October. Wow. I know. Oof. Ooh. Uh... But you know what? He's going to come back as a hero. So, Hero Hito. Oh my God, I remember that. I remember. Was Dan Madigan part of that when we interviewed him? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and he was also responsible for the goose stepping hide and rig. We need to have him on again for a second interview. Just to just to have him back. Yeah. Well, now that we have a different show layout than we had then, maybe we could have him participate in the show. Maybe do points are buried with us. I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, he'd probably like that. We'll have to chat with him, see if we can get him to come back on. All right, then. That was your show this week. Good old wrestling. Yay. Wrestles. <laughs> hey, the event was pretty good, but the follow-up kind of sucked. That's why I kept a lot of the focus on Lucha, because Lucha was really good this week. Oh, man. Raw was such a a deflation of what the pay-per-view or special event was. Yeah, Raw was not good. And, uh, and you know why Raw wasn't good? Because Roman Reigns wrestled three freaking times and went over three times. The thing that sucks is Raw was Raw was the biggest time for them to capitalize on this whole thing with Ambrose. And, I mean, they did in the last three minutes of the show. They kind of did a better job in the opening promo on SmackDown, but they put yeah. it on SmackDown. Right, I mean, I, mean, I think they missed yeah. their, their best chance to keep people continually watching, though. Yeah. Hashtag stone. Although we'll still keep watching, because why do we talk about wrestling? We don't know anymore. We just do it. We're still on impact. I guess that's it. All right, well then, we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!